Hello, and welcome back to the Journey to Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Quashonda Everett, and you are listening to episode 18, featuring a guest named Dana Rubin. As always, I appreciate you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Dana. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on your podcast. Absolutely. So I met Dana um, through my Journey to Motherhood Instagram account, and she agreed to come on and just share her journey with us. So I'm going to go ahead and let Dana and let you get started. You can start off by just telling us about yourself and go right into your journey. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. So uh, my name is Dana Rubin, and uh, my business is From Fertility to Delivery. Uh, It definitely depicts a journey of going through life um, with a goal in mind, an end goal, and then obtaining that goal. Uh, with regards to my story, I'm definitely a late bloomer. Um, so I got married at 37 years old Mm -hmm. and we got pregnant at 38 and at 40. So for me, my twenties and thirties was mostly, uh, single. Um, I was in a couple long-term relationships, but most of it was single. And it is very um, poignant for me because, you know, I hear women that are going through the journey of fertility, um, but they're already in a relationship. So I don't know what's harder to not be in a relationship, to not have the partner. Um, So to really not know when you're going to have, um, you know, that connection in your life or to already have the partner, but be on the actual journey of fertility if that makes sense so back to the back to my story so basically with regards to my husband and i we met at work and um we created a very strong relationship uh, very quickly um obviously we came became married and um, i definitely wanted to start a family and so did he so for me you know when you when you anything over 35 years old you go to the doctors and you just you hear everything about statistics and it it ends up being all about statistics and I didn't I I didn't want to listen to that I blocked that out Mm -hmm. I chose to block it out and I chose to think positively Mm -hmm. you know I've I've waited this long and I wasn't going to let anyone get in my way when it came to my our fertility journey so we um we just started practicing and I want to bring that up I know a lot of women use the word trying to conceive, TTC, we see it a lot on social media. And um, I started using that term as well because I, I didn't think anything of it. But it didn't feel right. Deep down in my gut, I didn't feel like I was trying because um, my background in a lot of uh, spiritual um and esoteric information that I have learned as a spiritual teacher and also a hypnotherapist is that words have meanings behind them Uh and the meaning is what makes everything very important. Uh So basically I stopped, I dropped that terminology. I stopped trying to conceive and we started saying practicing. So practicing towards pregnancy and it just started feeling fun. And exciting, and we stopped timing our um, 
our cycle and we stopped um, checking temperatures and you know, doing all the things that you're told to do when you're trying to conceive. And we just started having fun. Mm-hmm. And it changed the whole atmosphere of pregnancy, uh, our pregnancy journey, our fertility journey. And pretty much around two months after that, we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to uh, roll back a little bit to give you some more background um, I have a, a background in spiritual um, aspects of life. I've done a lot of research on spirituality. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up as a Christian, and I still have the beliefs for Christianity. Um, and I still, you know, believe in Jesus and uh, the power that he brought to this world uh, when he was on the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there's certain things that are... You know, for me, they just don't resonate. So um, I pick more of a freer path, a more open path. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, with that came the ability to open up to um, the idea of reincarnation and having a, a soul group that I'm a part of um, and that we reincar- reincarnate together. So to, um, to make that very simple, um, each life that you that you leave, you go back to the spirit world and you go back into your soul group. And then all of you decide together, okay, I'll be the son. I'll be the mom. I'll be the, uh, the husband. Um, and then that is basically how you make your plan and make your contracts for the new life that you go into when you're born again on earth. So mm-hmm. um, from doing... A lot of, um, from doing a lot of um, information, um, pulling that from people, actually doing a regression session with them, I was able to see that there are a lot of connections. Uh, mm-hmm. So I received my own regression through uh, quantum healing hypnotherapy, uh, which is Dolores Cannon's modality, where you go into the deepest state of hypnosis, which is called the theta state. And that's the state that you go into right before you go to sleep at night and right before you wake up. So everyone is in these states, um, and they're just not really conscious about it, uh, but they are in the states of, um, of, of theta. So in that theta state of consciousness, you get to tap into your subconscious mind. I was able to tap into a life where I was living in the ancient world of... Um, Atlantis and my niece in this life was my daughter in that life and then I had a son in that life and I had a husband but I I still to this day don't know I didn't make a connection of who that was in that life so basically uh, the son in that life is my son now my firstborn son he connected um, through me on an unconscious level while we were Uh, practicing towards pregnancy and um, I would right before going to bed when I was meditating or just in a very very calm state I would feel his presence Uh, and this was after we uh, found out that we were pregnant and it just all came together I'm like what is this what is this called and I didn't know what it was called at the time but I did the research and I found out that there is a term for this and it's called spiritual fertility so what spiritual fertility is, it's basically going to where the babies are because there is a spiritual 
uh, world where there's spirit babies and they have their own uh, section in this uh, spiritual world. And you can contact them through meditation and through certain modalities that I've learned how to uh, apply in coaching sessions and help people connect. Um, can you connect to them through IVF? Yes. Can you connect to them through a natural pregnancy? Of course. Uh, all the tools that we use on earth, you can still use them with fertility, uh, with spiritual fertility. So I like to meet you where you're at. Mm -hmm. And um, if something's working well with, uh, with a client, keep doing it. Uh, you know, diet's very important. Uh, eating the right things is very important. Connecting with your body, um, cycle, you know, checking your cycles. If that's what you're doing, keep doing it. Whatever's working, it needs to continue to work. And um, the spiritual fertility just enhances what you're doing already. Uh, so, you know, what is some of the knickknacks of uh, spiritual fertility coaching? We talk about energy flow. Uh, the body is basically an energetic, uh, magnetic vessel. And we are really, we are susceptible to you know, certain things in the atmosphere that, um, that we have issues with when it comes to energy flow. And it affects us and it puts blocks into our system. Um, every human has a chakra system. And those are meridian points that start from the base of your, um, well, there's, there's some debates that it starts at, at your feet. And I do believe that it starts at the feet, but, but traditionally uh, it starts at the base of your spine and it moves all the way up and you have certain points on your spine that are chakras. And if some of those are blocked, uh, those will affect your fertility. Mm -hmm. uh, one that is most important that needs to be open is your sacral chakra. Uh, the color is orange and it is located right where you're right, right below your belly button. So basically right where your womb is. So if you're able to really get in line, in alignment with what you need for um, your spiritual, for spiritual fertility, uh, we align your chakras, making everything flow. And that's when you can connect with the spirit baby that's waiting for you. Uh, I always say that if you have a yearning for a baby in your life that came from somewhere. It just didn't happen on its own. Mm. And that yearning is coming from the spirit baby in the spirit world. That, per that baby put that yearning in your heart. And it's there for a reason. And that mm -hmm. means that there is a connection and you, you have to pursue it because that, is, that ends up being a dream of, of, um, of my clients. Also, law of attraction is very important. Laws of the universe, just like gravity, nobody says it's not real <laughs> because, you know, we get to experience it every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, so the law of attraction is also one of the laws of the universe. Basically, the law of attraction says that like attracts like. So like thoughts attract like thoughts. And when someone says that they're on a fertility journey and they stay positive about it, that helps them with their journey. Mm -hmm. When 
the energy gets a little negative or convoluted when they say that they're on an infertility journey, what are you telling the universe? Because the universe really just mirrors what are, what you're saying, what your words are. So if you, you tell the universe fertility journey, you're going to stay stuck in infertility. So changing the language, changing the thoughts, changing the energy, that's what I do to help clients. Uh, there's a lot of mental blocks around fertility that you don't even know you have. Some mm. women uh, have tachophobia, and uh, the definition of tachophobia is an extreme fear to pregnancy. And those fears can come from body changes. Some women are petrified of how their body is going to change. Uh, some women had issues with their mother growing up, and those are so dormant in your subconscious mind that you, you don't even know that that's the issue to your fertility journey. So mm -hmm. we, look at, we look at everything. We could, it could be anything. And we can uncover those through uh, the certain, certain modalities that I can use during the coaching sessions. Um, also, a lot of women are fearful of the actual birth process, childbirth. I know I was. Mm -hmm. I was petrified. Mm -hmm. I always heard there's no possible way that the size of a watermelon can go through the size of a lemon. It just doesn't make sense. Okay, so it doesn't make sense to the conscious mind. But let's look at it from a very large perspective. Women are the only gender that are able to give birth or to grow a baby inside of our womb. We're the only gender that's able to populate the, the planet. That is massive. That is a massive mm. undertaking. Uh, it's a miracle. And we have been chosen by God to be able to do that. So God wouldn't give us this beautiful opportunity without giving us the tools to give birth. Uh, so when I was also on my fertility journey and then when we got pregnant, uh, I enrolled in a hypnobirthing class, just thinking, okay, this will help me have a, a birth, you know, no matter what that looks like, whether I end up in um, having an epidural or a C-section, you know, I was just kind of like, I need something to help me get over this pain, <laughs> mm -hmm. this, this thought process of pain. And then as we were taking the class and I started to, to really dive deep into it, I said, the light started to shine. Like, wait a second. Society, movies, TV, you name it. All you see are women with their face turned inside out or they're yelling or they're screaming on the top, the top of their lungs. No one tells you childbirth is painful. They're not saying it but they're showing it to you. Uh -huh. And that's how we learn. That's how the subconscious mind learns, through okay. uh, visuals. Mm -hmm. So I was able to decode that in this class, the uh, Blissborn Hypnosis for Birth. And uh, long story short, I ended up having a three-hour labor and delivery. Uh, within that three hours, it was 40 minutes of driving to the hospital, <laughs> which was not fun. Wow. And I had three-minute contractions throughout the entire time that I was in the car. Uh, but either way, I got to the hospital, 10 centimeters dilated. I just, I put the work 
learned everything you could learn. I did all the practicing. Um, I took the class in March, and we were uh, expected to our due date. I don't call it a due date anymore. I call it a guest date because it's a guess. Um, we were our guest date was in June, so I had all this time to practice. And uh, we program, we, we deprogram all of the fear, and we we program what works for for for, uh, for actual uh, childbirth. Women are built to give birth. Your your body's built to open up. Uh, the oxytocin that's created in your pineal gland is rapidly produced. Uh, that's considered the feel-good hormone or the love hormone uh, in the body, and when that is rapidly produced, that opens up your whole body, and you're able to have the birth that you um, that you're, you came here for. One of the, the big signs that I ended up getting from the universe is that uh, I've, I've thought about my grandmother a lot when I was um, pregnant the first time. She had nine children on the islands in Jamaica and Bahamas. And um, obviously all of those were at home because uh, that's what you did back then. You had a midwife and you had <laughs> your babies at home. So she had one set of twins and the rest were singleton births. And she had all of them at home and she did it. And she was such a strong woman. And I just, I just thought about her. That's my maternal grandmother. My paternal grandmother had five children at home. So I come from this lineage of women that they did it, and they, had, mm -hmm. they did it again and again and again. Mm -hmm. That's in my blood. If they can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. So I had that back in me, and every, every woman has that, whether it's an ancestor that you know or someone that you don't know. Maybe they're five generations out, and you've just never met them. They're still watching over you in the spirit world, helping you. That DNA is, is in you, so you, you have a way to tap into it. And we help you tap into it with the, the Blissborn um, education. So my son, my first son, he ended up being born nine days early. And he was born on my grandmother's birthday, June 7th. So wow. for me, that was another sign from the universe. Like, we are here. We're helping you. This is a sign to, you know, take this to the next level, make it a career, help other women. Because, you know, at at 38, 40 years old, we're really only going to have two children because it just makes sense, you know, moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, and now we're two and through. Um, the second son came through. When he came through, I, I didn't have not one connection. I, I meditated and I tried to connect to his soul. And I, I just, I couldn't really feel anything. And now that I look back on it, he was making me work. <laughs> because I... <laughs> I had to find out about spiritual fertility. I had to find out you know, what it's called. Uh, I had to do the research on my own. I had to open up this new world and find out the details so that I could become a coach for it and help other women. Um, so I did that. And um, he definitely, he actually looked more uh, like me, my uh, second son. Uh, then my husband, my, my first son was more like my, my husband. So I, there's definitely a description there. Um, and just to give you a little bit about his birth, um, we were expecting him to come well, hopefully after 37 weeks. Again, it's a guest date. It's not a due, um, definitely not a due date. He was five weeks early. 
and uh, he ended up being a preemie. We were planning a home birth, which made more and more sense as um, COVID-19 started to spread. And Mm -hmm. there was, uh, right before the lockdown, on March 13th, he came into the world. Fast and furious, like a bullet. Um, (laughs) That's what hypnobirthing does. It helps you um, get through everything, uh, open up, and have a very fast delivery if you want one. Um, I definitely programmed um, to have my deliveries under four hours, which is what we do in the hypnobirthing class. And the first one was three hours, and he was two hours. Um, So my midwife, uh, I called her, and she legally cannot perform um, births uh, up until 37 weeks to 40 weeks. So I was stuck, and she told me to go to the hospital. So it was 6 a.m. in the morning. I woke up my husband. My water had already broken, and I was having contractions. And they sped up from 15 minutes to five minutes to three minutes. And we called 911 because I couldn't leave the house. I got to the door, and I just I just couldn't. So I got on my hands and knees. We called 911. Uh, the whole birth is on a recording, so that's on my YouTube channel. Um, and that's on my website, so um, that'll be in your show notes. Thanks for putting that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything happened very fast. and But you can hear how hypnobirthing really keeps you calm during yes. the birth. You'll hear mm-hmm. that I wasn't screaming. You know, my husband the whole time. Um, I'm actually, I popped out of uh, my self-hypnosis to tell my son, my older son, that everything's okay. <laughs> you can hear that in the audio. Um, but yeah, he came fast and furious, um, but manageable. And uh, what I can say about my business and what I have been put on this earth to do, which is sometimes you don't find out until you're 40, uh, how you can help and be of service, is that I'm here, you know, I've never had a miscarriage, I've never had a stillbirth, I don't know what that feels like, Um, but it doesn't mean that I can't help women that have that because you can't be poor enough to help poor, poor people. And you can't get sick enough to help sick people. That's not how the energy works. You want to align with someone that has, that has the results, that has answers, and that is 100% in what you're trying to accomplish. So if the fertility journey is what you're trying to accomplish, uh, I, I know I can help. Um, other women out there and that's why it's become my um, my lifelong mission and my business uh, I did quit my uh, nine to five if you will and um, after maternity leave I am not going back to my corporate job um, I'm solely focused on you know fertility helping other women with this journey um, Again, answers and results are very important. So that's what I bring to my clients. Uh, I want to make sure that they get answers about their spirit baby. So we do a lot of work with um, connecting to the spirit of the baby, finding out a lot of answers. Again, those answers can happen through the meditation that happens on the mother-to-be's side and also my intuitive insight. Um, And this is not something that only certain people that are spiritually trained can do. Anybody 
can get into this zone where they can get answers from their spirit baby. Um, if it was special, then not as many births would be happening. This, this is already happening unconsciously. Obviously, millions and millions of people um, are having birth and you know having the conception and having pregnancies all over the world. So basically, uh, we just take it to the next level and we go to where the babies are so that we can get those answers and we can get results. Uh, one of the things that shows you how how this works from a from a mental block perspective is there's there's a lot of couples that are you know on the journey nothing really happens so they end up adopting which is completely fine and that's actually a big part of spiritual fertility as well the adoption process and right after they adopt they get pregnant and you hear it all the time mm -hmm. and i tried to get some I saw 17% on one website and 24% um, of, like after they adopt, they get pregnant. But those mm -hmm. are just the cases that are confirmed and actually, mm -hmm. um, you know, shared. There must be thousands and thousands of cases that are not shared. So those numbers are definitely skewed. I, they just seem too low. Um, so what happens with that? Why does that happen where a person ends up not, um, you know, going through the fertility journey and then as soon as they have their adopted baby, they get pregnant naturally? It's because all the blocks are gone. You're telling the universe now that you have a baby because you have an adopted baby and then the universe goes back and shows you because the universe acts like a mirror to us and tells us, okay, you do have a baby and then you get pregnant naturally. And that's exactly how it works. So that's that's a result, a hard result. Mm -hmm. um, I had two hard results, two babies born uh, through spiritual fertility and just good old-fashioned practicing. And um, I like focusing on the results. I like focusing on the answers. And then the hypnobirthing, you know, two births that were very, very manageable. I mean, I feel like I can give birth every other year. I'm not going to. <laughs> we're done <laughs> but I feel like I could do it and I went from complete fear and total um, you know mental block to feeling like I could be like my grandmother and give birth um, multiple times because mm -hmm. my body is built for it so once we work in the subconscious mind you can get through anything and that's what I really want your listeners to know about uh, what all what I want all my clients to know about um, and all my information is on my website so I'm excited I am I this is just amazing it's very interesting my first time ever hearing about um spiritual fertility um when you reached out to me I kind of went on your website and just looked over and I just never never ever heard of it it's just amazing um that it's available for people who need it and I absolutely love the way you say you know change the language I am a believer that what comes out of your mouth is exactly what you see like I'm just you know I'm just a believer in that that you have to speak different you know you can't just say those negative things because that's what you're going to see I really I agree with that 100 percent I absolutely love that I, yeah and so I'll put everything in the show notes um for my listeners about your program I'm just amazing that you quit your nine to five to do this full time I believe that you're going to help so many women around the world this is amazing oh, wow thank you so 
I appreciate that. And I was one of those ones that was terrified of birthing. So <laughs> I wish I had <laughs> met you last year because <laughs> I needed all the hypnosis or whatever to help me get through it. And it, it turned out totally different than what I assumed it would be. But it was still, I was very, very feel very fearful. Very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're programmed. And it's okay mm-hmm. because, you know, depending on the society you live in, America has a lot of fear because of the movies, the TV shows, and then you look like certain other com- certain other countries, um, like Denmark, they don't have fear at all because they just they haven't been programmed that way. So we just we deprogram and then reprogram. So um, thank you for sharing that with me. Absolutely, and I'm and I'm and I'm also glad that you came on, you know, as a late bloomer, just to show because a lot of I have a lot of women who are my friends who are not married and they're still waiting, you know, for their spouse. And as they get older in age, I'm sure they're discouraged at you know the biological time clock, as everybody would say. So just hearing your success at the ages that you had your children, um, I'm just sure that is going to be like a blessing to other women to hear because as women, we kind of start to feel a certain way when things aren't happening around a certain time frame in our lives. So just to see the age that you birthed your children, I was 35 when I had my son and I am hoping to have a second child. And I was telling my husband, you know, by a certain age, I wanted to do it, but just listening to you and, you know, your age it's just, you know, very motivational for me and other women out here who are later, you know, having children later in life. Yeah. Yeah. The, it ends up just becoming a number. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just all about who you're going to listen to. At 20 weeks, we had our ultrasound for our second baby. And I went to the perinatal and he said, oh, you know, everything looks great. You're super healthy. Everything looks wonderful with the baby. But I still want to monitor you because you're 40. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to rig his neck, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't go back to him because I knew everything was going to be fine. So just don't get discouraged. Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate you, Dana, for coming on. And um, I know that what you're doing is going to bless so many women. And I hope that the women who need it can, you know, find you um, in their journey so that they can, you know, um, experience the spiritual fertility services that you provide. Yes, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you taking my um, my inquiry because I did reach out to you on Instagram. Uh, thank you for inviting me to this podcast. This is a wonderful platform, platform for women. Mm-hmm. And you're doing wonderful things for these women that just need to hear more about right. what you're doing. Thank you so much. 